Um, I am sure you all are now well aware of the key findings and subsequent decisions that have had to be made as a result of the independent review conducted of the Carlton Football Club. Um, after careful consideration and taking the necessary time to absorb the findings of the review, including extensive consultation with the senior leaders of the football department, it was made clear that the decision needed to be made to part ways with David Teague as senior coach, while also Dale Amos's contract would not be renewed. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. It is your host, Jed Zetzer here and I'm with my co-host as always, Harrison Hymans. And we are here for the second time this week because we have an emergency podcast to pump out. Bolt, welcome to the show. How are we? Straight to the point today. Bolt, I'm good by the way. How are you? I'm very well. (laughs) You look well. (laughs) Now, we don't really, you know, we've never done this, I think, before, an emergency podcast, but... When someone leads a football club in the senior coach, in this instance, it is important to, I guess, pump something out and just review what has happened and what we expect to happen as a result of this. So, as you would have heard in the intro, David Teague has been sacked as the coach of the Carlson Football Club, and we now begin our search for the next coach, Bolt. Straight off the bat, what are your thoughts on everything that has unfolded in the last 24 hours? Well... I think everything that's unfolded from club level has been circus-like. I think the way the you know the club should have pulled the cord way earlier on David Teague. Um, he wrote because you know I think everyone knew what was what the findings of the review were going to show. Um, did we make the right decision in parting ways with David Teague? Absolutely. As in, as in at the end of the day, you can defend. You know you can't defend David Teague's coaching. You can't defend his performance in the role. You can maybe give him some. I can't even, you know, the the environment he was in maybe wasn't, you know. So you're saying, sp- maybe, sorry to interrupt. You're saying maybe we can give him some leeway. No. Be- be- so, so what are you saying? I'm saying we can't excuse his coaching performance. Do you feel he, the environment he was placed in maybe wasn't as adequate as what he would have got elsewhere? But in terms of as a pound for pound coach, which is the only way we can evaluate the coach, he wasn't up to the standard. Do you think he could have performed differently if he was in the perfect environment? Oh, I'm not sure. It's a hypothetical, I guess we'll never know. But for me, he was so far off the mark, it might not have even mattered. It's not like he was just that half yard off. He was so far off it. He was so clearly out of his depth. And last year, we, you feel like last year he wasn't so far off it. Well, I, I got very concerned at about round nine last year where I could see a clear, and I always go back to that Hawthorne game in Perth where I said I've never seen something so alarming in my life, the lack of defending. And it was a glare. It was a glaring deficiency in our game, which over the course of the next 30 games was just never altered or adjusted or fixed. Okay. And for me, 30 games is a lot of games. Yeah, no, I I understand that. And for such a glaring deficiency not to be, you know, even slightly altered for me just shows you're just not up up to it. Yeah. And, and look, the way the clubs handle themselves, I think we have to speak. I think they're mu- I think they're almost different conversations. David Teague is the coach, and Carlton is the club, because both haven't operated very well in those respective jobs. Yeah. But Carlton, you know, the way Carlton have treated Teague on a personal level, I've got sympathy for Teague on a personal level. I don't have any sympathy for Teague. On a, as a profe- on a professional level, as a senior coach, because I just don't think he could coach. I think it was the right decision today. Yeah, look, I, I do think it was the right decision. My opinion on this is that he was placed in a very difficult environment to succeed. Uh, he lost his senior assistant halfway through this year. Uh, we never had a head of footy um, when Judd left. Uh, there was just a lot going on. And Teague, I feel, as a coach in his second year of coaching needed far much, much more support. You know, he needed, he needed more support from the football club. He didn't get it. Um, I think perhaps someone of more experience could have maybe dealt with that, but a guy in his second year and mind you in his second year, but both being COVID affected years, um, I think it was very difficult, but I don't, I, like, I don't like the COVID excuse. No, well, it is a genuine excuse. Why? Because these are not normal times. But, but, 
But I'm not. I I'm agreeing with you. I don't think. But Essendon. I, I don't think he is the right man for the job. I'll put that out there but straight hold on, away. With COVID, Essendon went from third or fourth bottom to a fight to but, finals. But, but I think that I think it affects John Longmire went from 16th to six in a COVID year. I think it affects teams differently. But. I'm not, I just think I've COVID- come out and said I don't think he was the right man no, for the I know, job. That's, I know. That's plain and simple to me. I don't think he was the right man. But do you what think I, he what can I, coach? I'll put it to you this way: I don't think he was the right man, and I think this certainly accelerated the fact that we realised he wasn't the right man. But I think had he been given adequate support around him, and had he been placed in an environment that was possibly a little bit easier for him to succeed in. If he had support, that's the main thing is support. If he had, if he had the right people around him, I think he would have done better. I still don't think he's the right man for the job. And I'll, I'll I'll say that. I don't think he was the right man. I think he wasn't. I, I just don't think he's a good coach personally. He might be one day, but right now, as we sit here right now, he isn't. Uh, And I just feel as if he could have possibly done better if he had, a little bit more support, but at the end of the day, it may have just delayed the inevitable. It may have it may have bought him another year, and then he goes. Oh yeah, well, there was no way he was getting a new contract. But we may as well get straight into the findings from the review because yeah, the, the, so, the, the one dot point that we just have to address at the well, top wait, before. So, so just quickly, there's five dot points that they've released in this review yeah. as key findings. Yeah. Now, Bolt, I'm going to get you to read each one out individually. We'll read one out at a time and we'll analyse each dot point. Well, so the first want- one we have to start with yeah, so, from the top. So, so kick it off with the first one. It's the second one on the statement. Read this word by word. There has been confusion associated with the game plan at times and on field, the team has under-delivered in its ability to consistently defend, win the contest and apply pressure. Now, Blind Freddy could have told you this 18 months ago. That... They had an inability to defend and apply pressure on transition. It was laughable. Every time I watch the football with you, what's the one term I use? No, I know. Defend the corridor. They just don't know how to do it. And I'm glad that it took a whole review of the football department for someone to tell Carlson what was happening. Because it was so obvious. And the fact that there was confusion with a game plan shows that, you know, with or without a coaching director or, you know, someone wiping his bum every day, that he can't communicate with his players. As in, the message obviously wasn't... If there's confusion with your players... Because it's not like the players wouldn't be... You know, wouldn't have their... You know, the players almost appointed David Teague. So, I'm assuming they've got a really good relationship with him. You know, if the players had confusion, they could easily, you know, ask the question of him. Well, I think that You know, we've got a whole summer to do this. Yeah, I just think that that also... um clearly shows that the relationship probably wasn't there on a level it needed to be. It probably it probably wasn't there on a profession on a senior coach to player level. Because I think even you know with a few of our mates that play footy, you know, I know their relationship with senior coaches and assistant coaches are very different. It's almost a little bit more informal with the assistant coaches, which is how it was kind of perceived when Teague was appointed to the senior coaching role mm. two years ago. But, you know, it's so alarming that a report has found that you know, over the course of, let's say, this year, over these 22 games, that there's been confusion around a game plan. And it shows. And it shows why we play in spurts. Mm. It, it, like, it makes sense. Um, it's distressing. I, it- I think that's a very distressing dot point for there to be you know, confusion with the that- one thing that David Teague is appointed to preach to his playing group. To me, that says a lot about the playing group as well. It does. It does. And I'll never defend the playing group, you know, wholeheartedly because you know my thoughts on a lot of the playing group. But, you know, David Teague, I just think David Teague, I almost think the, I'm going to say, I think the toxic environment at Carlson at the moment has almost saved David Teague from copying a full wrath from the media in regards to his own personal performance in the job. Yeah, because I do agree. I think Carlton are copying it more than Teague is right now. They are. And I think Teague has to cop it on an even bigger level because he couldn't coach. All right. Take us to the next dot point. 
Read this out word by word. Let's go. Um, we'll go straight back. to so, so the first one was, and this probably alludes to who's coming in. It says, whilst management and staff were found to be capable and committed to the success of Carlson Football Club and demonstrating a positive mindset, there is a requirement for stronger leadership, more experienced coaching and improvements in player development. So, so now experienced coaching. So hang on. So we've got th- within that dot point, I think there's three definitive dot points. Yes. Stronger leadership. Yep. More experienced coaching yep. and player development improving. So, <laughs> and, and they're very broad topics, but they could all they can all easily be fixed by moving some magnets around here. So, stronger leadership that so, needs to be displayed from our leadership group. Yep. I look. So, who is in our leadership group this year? We had Weedering, we had Ed Kerno, Sam we had Walsh. Sam Doherty, Sam Walsh, Patrick Cripps, and was it Liam Jones? Yes. That, those were the yes, six. That sounds right. Now. I feel as if this is my... I mean, we don't know what happens within the four walls no. of the football club. My opinion is probably that they weren't the best leaders. That's... Well... I, I, I mean, if they're saying that we need stronger leadership, does that not say that they weren't the best leaders? Yeah, and I think those, you know, your leadership group almost has to be, they have to bridge. You know, if there was confusion with the game plan amongst the majority of the playing group, because the playing group were interviewed throughout this review, they had to be the ones to say, David, you know, no one's understanding what's happening. Mm. So, I'm not like, it's hard to know what happened there. That to me... mm. It's hard to know. It's hard to sort of grasp what was happening, but... To me, it sounds like perhaps there were players who didn't fully understand what was going on. Maybe they were too scared to come forward. Maybe. And maybe there was a disalignment between how we're being coached in the ones and the twos. Possibly that as well. And, and you know, Daniel O'Keefe's, you know, retained his job Well, that amidst was, all this. So, 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 the stronger leadership, that could also come from a coaching point of view. Oh, for sure. And that probably is majority-wise from a coaching point and of look, view. And, and we've lost three line coaches, John Barker, Brent Stanson, and um, Dale Amos. And then, so, so, so. That, so, stronger leadership's one point. The other point, player development improving. That, to me, that falls under Luke Power and Daniel O'Keefe. Player development. Yeah. But in saying that, they are supposed to be the two guys who are safest in our footy department. So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. From what we've heard, they, they're the two who were always going to survive, was Luke Power and Daniel O'Keefe. It just it says improvements. In, and look, it does need improvements. But mm, I know. This, that could come from before, when they, before they got there. Because Power and O'Keefe have only been there for two years now. So, it could have come from before they got there. Well, I guess we're reviewing the current staff set up at Carlton. And it could also be player development within the 22. You know, it could, For sure. it could be players... For sure, because we're getting guys that plateau in performance once they I reach that say, spot in the 22. I feel like a lot of our players recently have made... Have sort of... You know, they've passed the VFL level yeah, and yeah. they just can't make that jump. No, I agree. Um, all right, and the other one was more experienced coaching. So, obviously, you look at our coaching group and we've got Dale Amos, who, I mean, experience is very difficult to define. I actually think in our case, it, it, it simply comes down to age. David yeah. Teague, Dale Amos, who was the... Th- Brent, Brent Stanton. Stanton. They are three very young men. Well, they're all under 40. They're all under 40 years old. Cam Bruce, under 40 years old. Well, he's got another year to run on these contracts. Daniel so. O'Keefe and Luke Power are both under 40. We yeah, have not got is, one... You're right. We have not got one person in there who's been in the caper for 20 years. Not even 10 years as a coach. Maybe John, know, Bar- John Barker was, but yeah. And he was the first to go. Yeah. Um, I just think that... To- and he's an old either. He'd be under 50. I think you need some more experienced heads in there. No, it's Just- a good call. Well, so let's be honest. That that term, more experienced coaching, Luke Sayers said in his press conference today, and that has to allude to the incoming senior coach. Yeah. Who appears is going to be Ross Lyon. We've been given word it is Ross Lyon. It, it, it looks like it'll be Ross. And the three assistants looks like he's going to bring across being Aaron Hamill. Lenny how, Hayes. How old's Aaron Hamill? How long's he been in the business for? He was at. He retired in two thousand and six, and he's been at St Kilda for over ten years. 
and he's coached he's coached every single line at St Kilda plus the Sandy Zebras. Lenny Hayes looks like he's going to come. These are two young guys as well, Aaron Hamill and, and Lenny Hayes. Aaron Hamill's been Aaron Hamill's been retired fifteen years. Okay, and who's the other one? And Andrew McQualter. Also, also a young, young guy. I just think we need more. And Ross. And Ross is obviously we know has been around for a while. Ross, obviously, Ross is a significant one, but I I feel we need as simple as it is. I just think we need people who have been in the system for long enough. Oh. Can I ask you? I don't mind the assistants being a bit fresher. Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Who who did they appoint this year? So, Mark Williams. Yep. Who is an older man. Yep. Who else? Alan Richardson. Older man. Who else? And then he's not as he's not an older man, but Adam Muse, who had a pretty good. So two of those guys, and and Richo and Choco have been given massive raps. Is it a possibility that in this day and age and the way that society is these days, you just simply need a stern older guy to tell you to tell to lead a group? I I think that can be a I think that's a serious thing. The psychological I, I side of it these stern, days I is huge. I think our stern older guy is Ross Lyon. Yeah. Well, I mean it it it, it could be, but do you don't think we need more? I'm not sure. It's like it's hard to know. Isn't look Lenny Hayes didn't have a job this year. What was his job before? He was at he was Giants, at Giants. Yeah? He was doing, doing what? Assistant coaching. McQualter's and he was sacked. Been, well, it just wasn't renewed, yeah. And then didn't have a job this year. Do we want that? Well... I personally don't. Don't know anything about him. Don't know. No. And, and that's just... That's just... The information you've just told me there. He's been out of the game for a year. He wasn't renewed at the GWS. And he's another one of these young guys. I think I would much prefer someone who's been in the caper for 20 years. And then McQualter's been at Richmond for quite a bit. Um, you don't mind that? No. It's tough. We'll see what happens with Lyon. See, to me, I don't know. I just feel like I would prefer a more experienced guy in there who's been in the caper for 20 years. You look at Essendon. They went out and got Blake Carousella. Is there not someone like that who we can bring in? Well, I guess the other one's Justin Lepich, who looks like he's going to get the recruiting job at Collingwood. Mm, see, Justin Lepich is one. I know he's not an older guy. But he's one who I would certainly... But someone like Justin Lepage has been... He was at Richmond for a bit, coached Brisbane for three years and went back to Richmond for five years. So that's a lot of time in the game. But I know, I know, we want like... I know what you're saying, a sterner, older bloke. Mm. But, yeah. I think that's what this group needs. But we did that under Mouldhouse and it was just, you know... Because under Mouldhouse we had Wiley, Laidley, Richardson and it was probably not fresh enough. Alan Richardson at... Oh, true, he was. Yeah, he true. had a year at Carlton. I, I'm hmm. not sure. I, I don't mind it. I don't mind... I, I, I don't mind having the senior head as Ross and then him kind of handpicking who he wants. Yeah. It'll be no, interesting. Very interesting. All right, take us through to the third point. The third point. There is a high level of expertise in the high performance area. However, opportunity exists to, to clearly define roles and responsibilities. Now, so, so people are steering out of their lanes. Is that what they're saying? That, and I think the term define roles and responsibilities is a big thing. And I think that's on the players. I think the players have to know what their responsibilities are in line with the high performance program. I reckon, and, and, I, and I told you this the whole way through with a couple of players and their injuries, that... Even with the whole Charlie Curnow circus for two years, you just feel like due diligence wasn't being upheld. As in we... And I hate to use him as the example. Hang on, we've been red hot on this that we don't think the players do everything that they possibly can to recover for games and recover after games. Yeah. We've said that. We we just don't think this group is going to all the recovery sessions and doing all that stuff. Basically, I think this is saying we need complete buy-in. You know, from a well, that, hang on, but that's it, it should be a given. I know. I, I was gonna say, I genuinely believe there is no chance with any list that you make finals without complete buy in. Oh, for sure. You look at Essendon this year, their list isn't as good as ours. They're they are generally in the first year of a rebuild. The fact that they've made finals shows if you get a full buy in from any group at this level. You can do it. Any group. 
full buy-in, complete buy-in, you can do it. And that's a cultural thing. Yeah. And look, Andrew Russell's going to be under the pump as well. It looks like he will stay, but... Well, interesting. So, John O'Burrell, who we've had on the show before, asked him, asked Luke Says the question today. He said, he put it bluntly, he said, will Andrew Russell be there next year? Straight to the point, didn't beat around the bush. And to me, the answer he got was possibly indicating he might not. He said, right now he's here. In my opinion, if they knew he was going to be there next year, he would have said yes. Why did he have to say anything else but yes? Yeah, I know. Like, when 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 asked about um, Brad Lloyd, he said yes. <laughs> when asked about Andrew Russell, he said right now. He didn't say in the future. To me, I just thought that was... Maybe I'm reading no, way too no, much I, into it. I, I agree with you. I agree. He did... Says did stumble a little bit on Andrew Russell. Yeah, Andrew stum- Russell takes up a lot of the soft cap. Andrew Russell is a massive investment from this club. As in... And he's on a six-year deal. Yeah, like... You know, for me... It says... Look, it's... The review found that there is a high level of expertise in the high-performance area. So, I read, that line in itself shows that they know he is the man to do it. I think it's more we need to take his program and actually make it beneficial. I think this is on the players, the high-performance. Yeah, I, I agree. I really I- think... This and I, I've said this before. So, my opinion... This is my full opinion on Andrew Russell. I think if players buy into his system, it is the best you can get. I think he... It is the best possible system available in the AFL right now if players buy into it. But if players don't buy into his philosophies and the way he goes about it, well, it's obviously not going to work. And that goes for anyone. But I think he allows a lot of flexibility. He puts a lot of trust into his players to do the right things. Yep. And, you know, what they do behind closed doors is clearly now showing in the public eye that they aren't doing everything that he's asked them to do. I think uh, you can't... Look, what's that old saying? You can take the horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. Is that the saying? A horse to the well or something? Yeah, something like that. Whatever. I feel like he's taken the players, he's he's put it out in front of them, he said, this is what you need to do. He can't make them do it. No, I don't. That's know. on them. Yeah. And I've been red hot on this the whole year. I think Andrew Russell is good at his job. I think his philosophies are right. I just think we have a playing group who have not bought into it 100%. And that's not everyone. There's definitely oh, a lot of players who are doing the right things. We're speaking very generally here. Yeah, but there's guys on this list that have not. Yep, I agree. Next bu- next bullet point, Bolt. Good list management processes are now in place, including detailed analysis undertaken to support list management and recruitment decisions, which I think we know has just, just been, you know, let's be honest, recruitment, list management has been an utter shit show mm. for a very long time. Um, and I, But I, now they're in place. That's, that's obvious. They're, they're in place. Hooray. Number five. This is interesting. Now, and, and I'll tell you why I find this interesting. Why the review found this as a key takeaway. The club has excellent facilities, which reflects the ambition to compete against the best performing teams in the AFL. Now, if you take that finding in line with Luke Sayers in his press conference, say, you know, he basically said from here on, the number one focus priority is on-field results and winning. Look, I I feel like I'm missing something. Why does that need to, like, shouldn't that always be the priority? Like, well, what's been the priority if it's not on-field results and winning? And that's what the football club exists this, to do. Because this statement, there was, there's a line in this. I read it earlier today, basically saying it was well, about re- it was about reven- revenue streams. Hang on, but he said this in the press conference. He said off the field they've got all the green ticks. This it, this is the line. Our AFL and AFLW playing groups are now well placed to pursue on-field success in the coming seasons. Supported by our incredibly strong off-field position that is underpinned by new facilities and sustainable revenue streams. So, it seems like Carlton have been operating in a sense whereby... And this is why Lugutage ticked me off a little bit. 
where he got all these plaudits when he left. Because although he might have left the balance sheets and the profit and loss statements of the club looking really rosy, he didn't do anything on field. Nothing improved on field. And for me, it's just like, you know, you're the board of a footy club. You should be worry about those things for sure. But, you know, the fact that we, as a board, previously they've failed to bring people into the club and make these appointments to get the on-field decisions right is just baffling. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't like the fact that they say it's, it should be a given that it's a, pro- that it's a priority. It's, it's a given. I don't know why. Because it alludes to the fact that it wasn't a priority. If you're saying it's a priority from here on, I don't know. It just... It's an it interesting just, point you bring nerve, up there. It hit a nerve. No, that's really interesting. I think that's well spotted by you. Spot, if that's a word. Yes. Um, yeah, that's really, really interesting. That's a... Perhaps shows that the focus hasn't been in the right place. Well, it, and it also just shows that maybe the board wasn't equipped to making decisions. So, so, so we've changed half the board. Four board members have gone. I was going to say, coach is gone. Dale Amos is gone, who was the backline coach. Stanton gone, who's transition coach. Barker gone. Barker gone. And, and four f- board members. This, to me, feels like a historic day in the football club. Yeah. This yeah. this feels like oh well this is a big day this is this is it's it's a because this you know you know in previous t- you know we've gone through coaches being sacked mate this feels like I'm not even you know this isn't even new to us feels like yesterday when Bolton got I was sacked. gonna say like this is this is the second time we've had a new coach appointed within two years you know like this this happened two years ago this doesn't feel new to us but what does feel new is that they've actually they've actually pinpointed the fact that it's not just the coach. No. There's so much being shuffled around now. It's, it, they, you know, this feels like, and I mean, you know, I could just be being optimistic here, but this feels like a bit of a turning point in the club to me. This is the first it's time the in- we've definitely, peeled everything back. It's definitely the intention to turn it around. Now and, we just need to see it To executed. me, that I, I say kudos to Luke Sayers. He's come in and he's made all these changes. I mean, the last board didn't do that. They just said, yep, coach, see I mean, mate, but you, he was can, can that, I just he say... He was on that last board. No, no, I know, I know. But you look at what happened when we got rid of Bolton and brought in Teague. We were that bad under oh, Brendan Bolton. Yeah. And the only change that they made was Teague to, to coach and Cameron Bruce in as the assistant coach. That is the only change that they made. Yeah. Stanton's been there... Barker had been there. Amos had been there. They've all been there under Bolton. You know, the only change that they made was Bolton out, Teague in, and then bring in... I mean, to me, that just says... I mean, that's lazy. Firstly, that's lazy. They didn't do a full coaching... They didn't interview coaches. They didn't do a full interview process. They also clearly didn't analyze the rest of the football department and the board. I mean, they've turned over half the board here, Bolt. That's significant. So, whilst we're recording this, there's an article that's just been released from Fox Footy saying key Carlton players made a last-minute plea to keep David Teague and now some are livid. And this is the article. A group of key players made an 11th-hour bid to keep David Teague as coach earlier this week. Although the last-ditch effort was ultimately unsuccessful, CEO Kane Little was left in no doubt that several important players would have preferred the board keep Teague for 2022. Among the players to voice their support were the Kurnow brothers, Sam Walsh, Harry Mackay, Jacob Wiedering, and Nick Newman. Which, it's interesting because... I don't like hearing that, to be honest. I don't, I don't like that. That's, that. that's rattled me a bit. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty rattled, mate. I, I am rattled. Then it says, Fox Footy has been told there were more players involved in the discussion. It's unclear whether Patrick Cripps voiced his support, but Adam Saad, Zach Williams, Caleb Marchbank, Liam Stocker, Liam Jones, and Tom DeConning are also believed to have spoken favourably of Teague in the review because all the players were interviewed in this process. Hmm. 
can't believe Cottrell wasn't in favour of Teague. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I, I can't even. Cottrell? I can't even laugh. I'm very rattled right now. That's not what you want to hear. The players wanted him to say. That's not what you want to hear, mate. That's not. Hmm. So. <laughs> Well, that throws an absolute spanner <laughs> into the works. But it, but it also, and we spoke about that that dot point of a lack of leadership, how and confusion with the game plan. If these guys were so wanting, David, confusion of the game plan is a finding from the review, which could have only been extracted from players telling Pavlich, Walsh, and Lowe that they were confused. So there would have to have been intel. Like, do you get what I mean? Uh, look. People have been speculating why Teague wasn't just sacked on Monday morning. I mean, this does make sense. I do I do believe that this is true. Y- yeah. Do you not agree? Oh, I don't doubt it. But at, at the end of the day, these guys put... The, the players... See, I, I, were- when, when you said that, I was really hoping you were going to list... <laughs> I was not hoping you were going to list our best players there. I was hoping you were going to list the players who don't mean as much as those guys. No, I know. Like you just listed our entire core group. No, I know, I know. I'm very rattled right now. I know, I know. And I really hope that none of those guys want to leave the club now. I'm really rattled. Well, that will be interesting. I doubt it. Because let's be honest, these guys having such input when Bolton was sacked, we landed with Teague and we landed with a guy that can't coach. These decisions have to be made from a football department. The players play... The football department run the footy department. Oh, for me, why would that? Can I ask you your opinion? Well, why, it's contradictory. Why, why do you reckon they did that? Why do you reckon they wanted him to stay? Because I reckon they, I reckon the players empathise with David Teague on a personal level. That's why. So they know the shit he's been through the last month. I think they. I don't think they're saying this out of. I don't know, but if I'm going to guess, they're not defending David Teague, the coach. They're it's- defending David Teague, the person. That's the only way you can defend David Teague. I'm sorry. As in, the review has found that if there's confusion with the game plan, that's something that's been communicated and ex- and been expressed by players. Mm. Which means there has been some no, no, no. Well, that dissatisfaction. Been, no, 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 that could have been from coaches. It could have been. Could have been assistants coming forward and saying that they're confused by what Teague wants to do. It did say on field as well, though. Um, it, it says with the game plan at times and on field. The team is underdelivered in its ability to consistently defend, win the contest, and apply pressure. I don't like. I don't like that. What I've just heard, I just feel like that is going to create well, a massive that that could that could create a bit of uproar. Yeah, a divide potentially. As in what they the new coaches are going to come in, especially if a stern coach comes in. These players, I mean, geez. so those group of players went to Kane Little and said it. So that was communicated to Kane Little. Tom Morris wrote that article in Fox Footy and just ran with it as we speak on 3AW. We'll see what happens. As in either That's way... That's very, very... I think the right decision was made today, but no matter how you look at it, it's been handled like a circus. It's been a joke. It's interesting. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that is... That is not what I wanted to hear, Bolt. I'm I'm very concerned now. It'll fizzle. For me, the right decision's been made. Yeah, or... I don't even know what to say about oh, that. Oh, you know, we got rid of a guy... We got rid of a coach who can't coach. And... Oh. And you know what? I, I, it, we'll be right. <laughs> we'll be right. Mm, it's very hard now to interpret those a, findings, well, especially it, the confusion point. Once you've just heard that, to me, to me, if the players were confused, they wouldn't 
I mean, that that says to me, maybe the assistants weren't delivering the messages correctly. I don't know. I'm trying to interpret what... I'm trying to put two and two together here. So the, so the players wanted Teague to stay, but they're confused. That means they're not confused by Teague. They're confused by... They were confused with game plan. Which is delivered by the assistants. But comes from David Teague. Correct. But what I'm saying is maybe the assistants were just... Maybe the message from Teague was going to the assistants and something different was maybe, getting to the players. But at the end of the day, David Teague is accountable for that. He's the senior coach. No, I know. The buck stops with him. I know. In terms of game plan and on field. Gee, there are a lot of players you just listed there who I'd be pretty... I wouldn't want any of those guys to leave. Not one of them. Does it make a bit of sense now why Saad was crying against Port Adelaide? No, well, that was because of a family. Oh, was it? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I didn't A death know. in the family. I didn't know that. Um, I actually didn't know that. So, sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah, wow, that's... We'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting week. It's going to be a very interesting couple months. So, coach to take over. It will be Ross. Are there any other candidates out there? No. <laughs> As Luke says, said they're going to start the coaching appointment process on Friday. Um, but let's be like, let's be, we've been here before. The, the term leave, we're going to leave no stone unturned makes me laugh. Because we know it's Ross. Mm. Who else is going to coach? Yeah. I think Clarkson's still third favourite. Would you take Blake Carousella if he was available? Yeah, I would. Over Ross? Um, I think I would. Yeah, I wouldn't have an issue. No, I think Ross is he- my number one, but I, I definitely wouldn't have an issue. I wanted Carousella when Moldhouse was sacked in 2015. He's, he's just a winner. Wherever he goes, think about it. Wherever that guy goes. Geelong used to refer to him as the best tactician in the game when he was at Geelong. And so, you'd still rather Ross Lyon over him? Um, I think we need someone. Uh, de- defense is the biggest issue right now. And we know Ross Lyon has an unbackable record in cleaning up a back line. For me, he's the right man. But I wouldn't have an issue with Black Carousella. But if they were lined up next to each other, See, I'm, I'm going to pick Ross. Uh, to me, in my head, I think there's too big of a difference between the Teague game plan to the Ross Lyon game plan for this to turn in a, in a, in a preseason. But it's, it's, always, too much. it's always easier to tidy up, to, to become... But, but so Teague's philosophy was just score more than the opponent, regardless <laughs> of what they score. But we weren't even scoring that greatly. No, no, no. I, I know, but that was Teague's philosophy. Yeah. Lions' philosophy is defense, defense, defense. To me, how the hell are we going to go from one end of the spectrum to the other in one off-season? Well, we've got a pre-season for it. And this is where communication... And this is where an experienced coach... Like, you know, he's he was a senior coach for 13 years. This is where an experienced coach who's dealt with in two different environments, you know, can manage this issue. So, you're very much on the Ross, Ross the boss train now. <laughs> Um, yeah. He's my so number think, one preference, I but, but me, I wouldn't have an issue with Blake Carousella at me, all. For me, number one is Carousella. That's number one for me. That He's my number one preference. And number two is Ross. Yeah. Well, who else is there? Well, the issue is we know Carl's... Well, no, it's, we're going to get an experienced coach. So that's why it's... But, but Blake Carousella falls into that category. I know, but he's never coached his own team before. Then all the... Brad Scott... Nah, so he... I don't know what it is about him. I just don't think... <laughs> He's an asshole. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, that, that whole article you've just read has absolutely rattled me. No, I know. Um, just very quickly. Um, since we recorded, Adam Scherer requested a trade officially. Yes. Now... With a preference of Carlson. But didn't request Carlson. No. What is your opinion on this? Where do you see this going? He'll be at the Blues. You're very confident. Yep. What is it going to be for? Gets me excited, but what is it going to be for? In, this is just your opinion, by the way. Let me just get what Freo's trade picks are up quickly. Um, well, obviously, it'll be Chera for pick six. Yep. That's where we're starting. Now, I heard um, 
I forget who said it, but an ex-Fremantle player came out and said he reckons Fremantle are going to say they want two first-rounders as a starting point. No. I actually read the Fremantle article, and usually Peter Bell is very unpleasant to deal with. It actually sounded okay. What did it sound it like? It just sounded like they're happy to... Tra- they're not going to hold him against his will. They're happy to trade him because this was a pure family-based decision. I don't think the money's much different. So, I, I've actually heard he's going to take less at Carlton yeah. than what he was getting at Fremantle. Peter Bell said the, the reality of the world right now is he lives in WA with very strict border you know, rules. He hasn't been able to see his family for two years, really. Yeah. They're happy to, they're happy to trade him. They're happy to get it done with. I don't think they're going to be pricks about it. What I think we would trade, I think it'll be Chera. Oh, they don't have a great draft hand. No, they don't. They don't. They're always looking two at it. Picks. Okay. I think they've got a pick in the 30s, 34. 8 and 27 are their two picks. We won't get any of those. No. It'll be Chera and a future third round pick for pick six and Sam Petrovsky Seedon is, in my opinion, what will happen. I don't think. I'd be remiss of us to value Sam Petreski Seedon anything above a third round pick. My opinion is if Ross Lyon comes in, we will not trade Sam Petreski Seedon. Well, that's another interesting one as well. I think he will absolutely stay if we get Ross Lyon. When he had that, I didn't I think, watch I it. I think Ross Lyon, and he's spoken about him on Footy Classified. So that's what I was going to say. He likes. I think the fact that he served an apprenticeship in the defence. Ross probably sees that as something that he can utilise in our midfield. Maybe. Or I think well, maybe Zach Fisher's in trouble. Interesting. Uh, I would like... And if it's Zach Fisher instead of Petrovsky Seedon? No, that would piss me off. Well, I just... We may be able to demand that 27 back. mm. Because that's where Fisher's... 27s maybe a little bit overs for Fisher straight up well Fisher was a pick 25 yeah and he hasn't really excelled at the level so he's shown he's got the attributes it's hard to value him above what he's draft if you traded Zach Fisher after his second season you'd be trading him for a top 50, for pick 15 to pick 20 maybe oh yeah, is that I'd, not is that not fair? I think we'd be that year that, he was getting back yeah, half 2018 of the year, yeah 25 30 touches yeah probably before was it Daniel Howe broke his leg Yes, yes, yeah. that that year. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that year, you're getting pick 15 to 20 for Fisher. Yeah, maybe. But right now, it's vi- I'd be la- There's no way. Oh, no, 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 it's not. 27. No, 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 there's, so- no, 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 there's no way. But just quickly, um, Lockie Schultz. Hawthorne were interested in him. He's going to stay. He's definitely staying. That's who you do it for. Okay, the other thing we've heard today, this is not official. Kemp and... Yep. Silvani got two-year deals. Yep. And... And Pittanet signed for two years. Well, that's official. And yep. Is that official? I don't think the club's announced, but it's official. Yeah, yep. And Honey and Oes are also going to get new deals. That comes under the new rookie... Yeah. That new rule that yep. you can have an extra year on the rookie list. Cool. For, for Oes, not for Honey, because he's only been on the list cool. for two years. Sweet. So those no, four are locked away. I think they all deserve it, so I'm happy with that. Now, Bolt, we did put the call out on Twitter to send through any questions our followers have... Uh, and we're going to run through them now. Tracy Reed says, I see most of the assistant coaches have been sacked. Uh, how come Cameron Bruce was not sacked also? Because he's got one year left on his contract, I think, and they'd have to pay him out. I think probably, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe the review found that he wasn't an issue. Uh, Ashley Warren said, I would have liked to have seen some mention of how our high-performance team needs to improve. With regards to fitness and injuries, we don't appear fit enough and the players get injured too much. As we said, I think this is something that's going to be thrust onto the players behind closed doors. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Yates says, Thoughts on the major clean-out? I believe the lack of support for the coach is an indictment on the current board and management. There is also form with the Stephen Silvani debacle. That's a good point. There is form with the Stephen Silvani debacle. And look, there probably wasn't the adequate public support for David Teague. But once again, I think they've made the right decision. They just could have portrayed themselves way better in the public spotlight. Yeah, I do agree with that. Uh, Nick Wishart, who we had on the show last week, was an awesome chat if you want to head back and listen to that one. He says, uh, is there anyone for now who has 
been spared their job who comes as a surprise as a surprise for mine he got an obvious whack in the email from luke but Lloydie is a lucky man i feel hopefully alongside diesel he can oversee improved outcomes next season russell is also lucky in my opinion he says lloyd i thought lloyd was gone uh we both thought he was gone i thought thought he was gone um really interesting really interesting that he stayed um Luke Buzzer says, initial thoughts on Sayers. I personally loved his clear, direct messaging. Uh, <coughs> to be honest, I think with Luke Sayers and his performance today, I'm over being, you know, conned into an agenda by words. We need action. So I actually don't have an opinion on him. That's fair. I, think I actually, I, don't I actually think I completely agree with you. Uh, Chris Yates says, what about a member's survey at the end of each season? If I buy a pencil these days, I'm asked about my experience. In this digital age, we members should have a say. And Carlton actually have the tech to do it. I Trust me. I think they did one last year. Yeah, I think they've done it before. I, I would like one. That would be a really good I'd idea, love Chris. Um, yeah, great idea, Chris. A member's survey. Maybe we'll put that forward to the club. Uh, EZA says who is going to coach us to the next premiership I say Ross the boss is the man he'd be hungry for a cup and final success well he's said it himself he's hungry for a premiership Um, hopefully he's the man but we'll see Braden Lee any left field choices for the next coach it looks like it's pretty straightforward as it always seems to be with Carlson Mm. it really does well are there any left field I mean we asked we spoke about it a little bit before there's just no one that's really. I don't know if they're gonna we're gonna go down the route. Collingwood's gone down in, you know, hearing applications and presentations. So, it's hard. Who know. was the guy you said who stuffed up his presentation at Collingwood? Michael Voss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. I'd like to go down that route. We need to go down I that agree. route. Uh, Paul Barbaza, the great Baz. You all know him. We've had him on the show many times. Are you guys entering the race for the coaching job? Well, Baz... Well, look at my response to it. Bolt has responded saying, (laughs) I was deemed overqualified. (laughs) Um, Baz said, you and Dow are untenable. (laughs) Yeah, then look at my response to that. (laughs) We had a falling out. That is very, very funny. So, Paddy Um, Dow definitely wasn't coming in to save me at the 11th hour. (laughs) Um, Yeah. EZA, as I says, I think the biggest recruit would be adding Baza to, to your podcast permanently for 2022. Well, you'll be hearing a lot of Baz over the off-season. We can assure you that he will be coming on. Our soft cap took a hit, a hit with COVID, so yeah. it's, it's hard to budget. <laughs> um, no, you'll definitely be hearing a lot of Baz over the off-season. Don't you worry about that. Um, Lockie Egg says, with Cam Bruce, the only AFL assistant remaining, uh, power and O'Keefe for development, who is available and gettable? The assistants, I reckon, even more important than the senior coaching yep. role. We have three to four that we need to get with not much time. And look, it's been rumoured that McWalter, Hayes, Hamill are the three. But we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. Um, would you? This one's from Jamie5054. Would you subscribe to the theory players' feedback was negative and critical of game plan and selection whilst denouncing a breakdown with players, the review has confirmed an unhealthy relationship between coach and players. Well, maybe unhealthy it looks the like, other way. It looks like it's a playing group divided right now. Mm. It looks like it's a playing group divided. And the players who... And it's not like we... Yeah. See, the players, our good play. Put it bluntly, the better players were all on Teague's side. I feel like... Well, the, the notable the, omission from that group was Patrick Cripps. Well, I mean, that could easily... He could easily be in that group and just not... And Doherty as well. The two captains didn't say anything. So, to me... To me... oh, It's so tough. As in, I it's feel a like fractured I, football club look, right now. Look, the playing group is divided. Simply put, our better players... It's like an A and a B team. Yeah. To me, the B team, they didn't, they didn't want Teague. That might mean, and the A, the A team wanted Teague. It might mean, you know, that 
the B team weren't putting in the work, which was stalling the A team, if that makes any no, sense in what I'm trying it. to say. Um, Fine Drake says, What in the world has happened this week? Lion in, then Clarko in, then Teague stays. Now it's back to line. Do you think Lloyd was lucky here? Surprised there aren't any more announcements related to recruiting or high performance. Well, um, the issue is the recruiting and high... I don't know. I'm not sure. That it sounds like they've put in measures to help those areas and reach improvement. I was very surprised with Lloyd and yeah, look, it's been a circus. The whole class this is line. This is funny. Adrian Sell says, how long are we going to keep up the charade that we are pretending to look for other coaches when in fact well, it's just going to be Russ Lyon? I reckon it will be the bye week between semi and prelim. Okay. Um, but it is a charade. Josh Telford says, Did we miss the boat in an experienced coach in Pike? I feel if we get Ross, it's revisiting Malthouse after Radden. Um, and very interesting. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did we, yeah, so did we miss the boat uh, in an experienced coach in Dumb Pike? Well, he doesn't want, the, he, he, I don't think he doesn't want a coach. Happy to stay in Sydney, which is why he put out of the Collingwood race. Mm. Uh, Luke says, how brutal will Diesel be on our leaders? It'll be very interesting. He's held part-time roles at the club before, but it'll be very interesting, his input. Um, yeah, so I think that's all for now, Bolt. Um, Beautiful. There's a lot of questions saying, should Lloyd and Little move on? Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot about Lloyd and Little. Those are the two who I think we may have thought might have left as well. Um, yeah. I think the rest of these questions are very similar to what we've answered. But that's it. We're done. Another show in the books. Blue Baggers. We hope you enjoyed that one. That was... We apologize if that was a little bit all over the shop. We've never done an emergency pod before. So that was uh, Panic Stations, especially with that news releasing midway through the show that threw a genuine spanner in the works. It did. Um, But nonetheless, hope you enjoyed the show. And yes, we will be back. There's a lot coming up in this off-season. We've got an episode coming out in the next week with the great man Jason Scandizzo. Uh, to analyze the list right now as we sit here, the players who are out of contract, those who we might be targeting in the offseason. We're going to do a full list analysis and trade period preview with Jason Scandizzo. That one is coming out within the next week. Uh, And yes, as we did mention, plenty of content coming in the next couple of weeks and months, especially leading into the trade period. But for now, for this show, that is all we've got for you. Bolt, thank you. Thank you. And we'll be back in the next week or so to do our full list analysis. Blue Baggers, another edition of the Blues Footy Podcast is in the books. Thank you for tuning in.